Okay, well, uh, we're back. Uh, happy Friday, everyone. Uh, we've got uh, Nick Forte with us. Hey, Nick. Hey, Brad. What are you going to talk about today? <laughs> we're going to talk about lovely cold weather and what it does to our trucks. <laughs> yeah, well, it is cold here. I think uh, it's about 10 degrees here in Dubuque right now, and I think the forecast uh, has gotten it going down as low as, what, uh, 10 or 15 below here. 19 below. 19 below, even worse. But it's sunny and very little wind, and we can handle it. We can do this. The masks are kind of nice. I really like the masks outside. <laughs> They're not too bad. <laughs> so we're going to talk with Nick about uh, what we can be doing to uh, try and reduce uh, the amount of issues relating to fuel gelling and batteries uh, getting low and not starting trucks and things like that today with uh, yep. this cold weather. And... Um, young lady to my right <laughs> younger than yeah six months younger than you yeah yeah um what are you going to talk about today i'm just here for, here for the to balance you guys out oh, okay. <laughs> yeah so we've got a pretty uh, uh pretty quick and and relatively uh, we'll talk with nick about the equipment uh, we've also got another highway angel in fact uh, i think we're going to start off with our highway angel um, Tony's going to oh, drop you. off. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Tony. So, you know, we uh, continue to rack up uh, Highway Angels here at Hirschbach, and again, um, it's, 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 it's pretty amazing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, most trucking companies uh, maybe get, you know, might be lucky to get one every five years. Uh, we seem to have a, a Highway Angel uh, just about every month that's earning these awards uh, from the TCA uh, being recognized. And uh, in fact, I just got an email from Bianca. We have another Highway Angel that was just recognized wow. that we'll have uh, rec uh, sometime soon. But uh, Demetrius is out here. Hey, Demetrius, would you come up and join us, please? So Demetrius Fields is our, our, our most recent Highway Angel, and I'm gonna let Demetrius come up and uh, tell everyone uh, exactly uh, what he ran into out there and how he handled it. So Demetrius, welcome to the uh, Friday mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, Good yeah. to see you. Be careful, it's a, oh, it's a slider. Think, yeah. All right, really got up. some headsets for you. <laughs> So welcome and, and congratulations on uh, being uh, Hirschbach's latest Highway Angel. Uh, would you, uh, we're very proud of you and uh, we'd uh, like for you to, to tell us and tell all the other Hirschbachers out there exactly uh, what you ran into and, and what you did to, uh, to earn the Highway Angel Award. Um, well, um, leaving uh, Wilmington, Delaware, had just picked up a load from Leonard's Express and taken it over to a Walmart, D.C. and Gas City, Indiana, and Winter Storm Gale was approaching quick, and we were um, headed down the highway. I'm headed over to Indiana and got over to Morgantown, PA, and um, there was a van that hit an ice patch, at least I believe he hit an ice patch, uh, spun out and hit a guardrail, and probably about maybe a mile, mile and a half in front of us, me and a swift driver. Um, we actually saw it happen and we knew that we had a, a long line of vehicles, especially trucks come barreling up behind us. So right. we were able to- uh, What time of day was this? Oh, this was this was probably midday. 
Okay. Midday, we were actually trying to get across that state line because uh, no, we had just got a mess that they were shutting down the highways about one o'clock. So um, I pulled over to the side, four-way flashes on, and I mean, it's just adrenaline just kicked in. Only thing I could think about was just, you know, we were just trying to get that family out of their car in case anybody, you know, potentially hit the car or whatnot. And we were able to pull the dad out first, and then all three of us were able to get the, the you know, his wife and the kids out. And so were they flipped or what was? No, it was actually, um, man, it was like spent sideways. Driver's side was crushed in, windows oh, wow. blown out. Oh my gosh! Um, what and did, what did they hit? They hit a they hit a, a really nice steel guardrail. Oh, like boy. that thing was huge. So um, I ended up putting the kids. How in, did you get them out the windows? Or how? Yeah, you we ended up the the driver's side. The daughter on the driver's side. We actually had to. Um, I had to go in and take her seatbelt off of the car seat and pull her through the side window because oh, wow. that door so was. So she was wow. young girl. Yeah, yeah. She was maybe about four or five years old. Wow. So um, I ended up putting them up in my truck with the heat on just to keep them cool to the fire department and paramedics ended up showing up. And How long did it take for them to show up? Probably about 30 minutes, man. It was, wow. it was the weather had got really bad. It was pretty much a whiteout out there. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was, it was, it was all out just crazy. It was a crazy situation, man. I ain't gonna lie, I was cold, right? I bet you were. <laughs> I had on no jacket. The only thing I had on was this Hirschbach hoodie. <laughs> So adrenaline has a way of keeping yeah, you warm, so huh? Definitely has a way to <laughs> so did they end up like down lower? They actually the 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 half of the front part of the car was actually still in the the right hand lane roadway. Okay. So um, very dangerous was, situation. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. you know with the whiteout conditions, I think it was the visibility was really low. So if those trucks had got up to us a little bit sooner, I believe they would have. Barrel straight through the front of their car. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't have gotten out of their car. They're in the roadway. Yep. I mean, I mean, yeah, so. you, you you saved their lives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I told you know the reporter, you know, God put us in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it was nothing I wouldn't have wanted anyone to do for me and my wife and my kids if we were in that same position. You mm -hmm. know, you know, you know that's just how life goes. You know, some things happen, and you know, like like truck drivers. You know, like you know, Miss Jolie was saying. Most of us, we're, we're so pressed for time with these loads, we won't stop. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll just keep going, but that I, that wouldn't have been able to sit on my conscience if I had a blue right past that and me and that swift driver had just kept going. Like, I would have no, I regretted that for months and months to come, you know. Knowing well, and that I think I you even said you always make sure that you have that extra yeah. time. Yeah. You yeah. know, not necessarily thinking that you're going to have to save somebody's life, life, but you know, things but just, do happen. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to, get to a ship or a receiver, you know, at least a half a day to a day early. Make sure I got enough time to be able to just cope with any any road conditions out here, you know, so I'm I'm used to it. So I rather I'd rather be early than to be pressed for time and then I gotta force myself to speed to do something reckless out here on the road. Well, it's uh really that's uh, quite a amazing story and we are very, very proud of you. I, I mean that's it. that's uh you know, you really did save their lives. And, yeah. You know, it puts things in perspective. Um, yeah, I mean, we want to deliver our customers freight on time. Yeah, we, we want to make money, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, those are those are priorities of ours, you know. But being a good person, having values, uh, taking care of other people on the road, I mean, uh, that's exactly, you are exemplifying exactly what uh, we believe at Hirschbach is, is that, 
you know, protecting others out there on the roadway yes, and, and literally saving lives. And so, you know, I don't think, you know, people realize this is an example where this, you know, where Demetrius really uh, did a heroic action to put himself in, you know, you know, to, to try and save these people and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, all of you every day, you're making, you know, what, thousands and thousands of decisions out there. You're interacting with countless number of, of people out there on the roadway and and all of you by operating safely and professionally are saving lives every day yeah and uh, it's very important work and and Demetrius again uh, just fantastic job we're so proud of you uh, love it. having you in the company and oh man I love being here I tell everybody when I leave Herzbach I'm retired <laughs> that's 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 exactly what we want to hear and you know the TCA has this nice program that uh, and, and so they've You've got your uh, certificate of recognition of being a highway angel. They've got, we've got uh, there's some patches for you and some pins. And uh, again, uh, congratulations and thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Brad. Yeah. It means a lot. Yeah, well, take care, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah, good having you. Yes, sir. Did you get some food from Chef uh, Peter? I'm finna get ready to go get some. Oh, man. <laughs> right. He didn't want to eat before his big show. This is, a, this is actually the first meal for Chef Peter, so. Oh, wow. This is it. This is the first one. So well, go enjoy yourself. I hope to enjoy it, then. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, Chef Peter, um, the kitchen is right behind us. And uh, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but uh, we've gone ahead and, and uh, hired Chef Peter, and he's going to be feeding our drivers, uh, primarily uh, the people that are coming through the training here in Dubuque. Uh, but for other uh, Hirschbach uh, drivers that are in town or mechanics or office uh, employees and so forth, uh, We'll be uh, making uh, Chef Peter's food uh, eventually uh, available to everyone. We're going to kind of start, you know, crawl, walk, run type of thing. We're going to crawl by making sure we get the people in uh, training and orientation fed, um, which we didn't have anyone today. They're all in. They're all in Denton. But <laughs> well, they got stuck. Um, yeah, we didn't have many flights coming into Dubuque last night. Yeah, evening, no. So. Yeah. So. Um, so so we're going to shift gears, and uh, we're going to talk with, with Nick. Uh, as we started off saying, you know, the weather is, you know, there's some nasty, uh, it's definitely winter out there. There's no doubt about that. And it seems like uh, there's always like two weeks every year where it seems like we get some really, really cold temperatures where we get into the sub-zero type stuff. And looks like our turns in the barrel here. It's a little, you know, typically seems like it's more of a January thing than a February thing, but... Um, uh, it's our turn in the barrel and we want to make sure that we come through this uh, safely uh, number one and so you know before we get into to what to do uh, to make sure your equipment's working properly again uh, you know be safe out there uh, there was just a massive pile up on I-80 yesterday and you know you got to drive for the conditions I was just talking with John Carr uh, John on our driver advisory board you know he was out there uh, operating yesterday and weather conditions dictated that he uh, drive 35 miles per hour and so he drove at 35 miles per hour um, so drive for the conditions and and if the conditions are such that you shouldn't be driving don't drive so with that uh, Nick I'll hand it to you to uh, talk to the fleet about what we should be doing to make sure that uh, things aren't gelling up and freezing up on us out there and trucks are starting yeah, thanks, Brad. Yeah, the, I, I sent out a couple messages this week, one just this morning talking about 
uh, it looks like our turn for another polar vortex, uh, at least for the next seven to 10 days across the, the Midwest. And uh, really want to talk a little bit about fuel starting off. We'll talk about fifth wheels and we'll talk about some grease and then also some of the other things that we need to do to kind of make sure that we're safe. Uh, starting off with fuel, uh, it is imperative with the temperatures uh, sub-zero that we use anti-gel. Uh, that's not only in both the truck, but also in the reefer because uh, a lot of people will forget that, hey, I got my truck taken care of, but now the, the reefer gels up and it causes a big problem. Uh, I guess the good part is, is that it is cold. Uh, not as not as big of a problem, but in some cases, those reefers are having to keep the product warm. Uh, so it's yeah. it, it's it's a hypercritical thing in protecting uh, protecting the load and making sure that our food is safe. Um, one of the things I uh, throw out, you know, a lot of our fuel here in the Midwest is biofuel, and uh, generally it's anywhere from five to twenty percent, depending on the state. Uh, Ohio and Illinois uh, mandate almost twenty percent biofuel. And the, and the problem with biofuel is, is one, it, it actually attracts moisture and uh, it also gels quicker than uh, just regular diesel fuel. Uh, you can actually start getting gelled diesel biofuel at about 30 degrees. It'll start clouding, you'll get some ice crystals in it. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a big house fan and uh, I've kind of, I've talked about this before. If you read on the bottle of house anti-gel, everything looks all fine and dandy. You put, you know, half a bottle in, in the truck, everything's good. but if you look underneath the directions, there's one line that says, except for in the case of biofuel, and then you have to double the, the, the mixture. So um, they don't make it very easily to identify that. And a lot of people just put just what they see as the recommended in the graph, and uh, it causes some problems. Um, we prefer power service, uh, Penray, any of those, but I'll just kind of lay it out there right now. Any type of anti-gel with these sub temperatures, perfectly okay with. Uh, one of the things that uh, I ask you to do, you can pick up plenty at the at the terminals. We can we'll give you a case, put in your truck. Um, we can it's like four bucks for us to do three two hundred fifty gallons if you get it at the terminal. Uh, you're talking ten or twelve dollars out on the road for two hundred fifty gallons, but we'll give it to you. If you are having uh, to buy it at at a truck stop, uh, one of the things that you'll have to do is there's some been, been some changes on our com data cards, and uh, they've actually identified where if they don't the cashier doesn't run it under an additive it's going to get rejected it'll say oh you can't buy it so uh I've, I've taken a lot of phone calls over probably the past two months is hey i can't buy anti-gel on my comp data on my fuel card uh it's because the cashier is just running it as a uh, an over-the-counter general merchandise sale so uh if you have that problem just make sure you tell the cashier hey this needs to be ran as an additive it'll take care of the problem uh com data kind of put some different buckets out there and uh, one of them was miscellaneous, and it's it's zero, but additives are 50 bucks a day. So uh, shouldn't have a problem if they run it like that. Uh, let's talk about fifth wheels just here for a little bit. Um, we see a uh, uptick in dropping trailers when it gets cold. And uh, there's generally a couple reasons why this generally happens. One, it's cold, and people don't want to get out and get underneath the truck and, and take a look at the fifth wheel. Uh, it's no fun. you got snow. you got ice. Um, it's part of doing a pre-trip. We've, we've got to make sure that trailer is latched to that mm -hmm. fifth wheel. Uh, the, the second part is, is as it gets colder, that grease becomes less malleable. It gets stiff. And in, in some cases, when you think you've got it kind of locked there, it's stiff enough that uh, 
it doesn't completely latch. So again, if you're getting out and doing a proper inspection, making sure that the handle slid all the way and you're looking at the jaw, making sure it's completely wrapped around the kingpin, you won't have a drop trailer. But we did make some changes this year uh, in our lubrication for our fifth wheel. Uh, in a lot of cases, you do, we were using just a standard, it's a 90 weight grease. It gets really firm whenever it gets cold. So we, we switched over to what's called a Molly blend, which has graphite in it, uh, which will actually keep it really kind of, you know, the elasticity down to about minus 35 degrees. So we're, we're trying to mitigate that, but it's still at the point if you put grease on it at a truck stop or something like that, they're not going to use that Molly blend. So uh, we just got to be very cognizant that we need to inspect our fifth wheels and before we pull out and just doing a tug test on a trailer is not adequate in inspecting it for proper connection. You have to do the whole process. The handle, get out and look, make sure everything's connected, make sure you have no space between the fifth wheel and the bottom of the trailer. So it, it's a big deal. We, we've dropped three this week, so uh, not, not, not a fun thing. Um, some of the other things to really talk about, and uh, I've, I've made sure my, my team knows this, that if you don't have heat in a truck, that is an emergency. Um, there should be no reason why we should ever think that uh, with these temperatures, not having heat is adequate. So if you don't have heat in your truck, uh, you need to call us in Road Assist, uh, get a hold of your DM if, if, if you can't get into Road Assist. Uh, we've got to get you out of that truck, whether we put you in a hotel for the night, get it figured out. Um, I'm not comfortable with thinking that, uh, oh, you can just throw some clothes on and, and I tough it out. Um, that's the way we lose great men and women in our industry because uh, we don't have that factor that it's an absolute emergency if we, if we have no heat in the truck. Uh, some of the other things is that our trucks are designed to idle if it's below 30 degrees. Um, the, there's a temperature variance generally between above 30 and uh, below 80, the trucks won't idle. Uh, but if it's below 30 or above 80 degrees, uh, you can set the idle on the truck and it'll idle at 600 RPM. So um, if, you, if you're finding a situation where if you've got a start stop, in a lot of cases, it lets the truck cool off too much and you don't retain as much heat, you can set it to idle where if you're in real sub-zero sub temperatures, you'll, you'll continue to generate the BTUs to make sure we've got lots of heat. So uh, real important. Um, and, and the other thing is, is, is be careful. Uh, make sure you have uh, adequate supplies, water, food. Um, some of the things that uh, really we should be thinking about is some kitty litter in the, tr in the truck. It's a good traction device. Or you can stop by dollar store and pick up some cheap floor mats. You know, they got the little knobbies on the back of them. You can throw them under your tires and they act as a uh, tread, kind of like snowshoes. So there's a couple different things if you don't want to chain up some of the ways you can kind of get unstuck. But uh, we really need to be cognizant of making sure that we're, we're thinking ahead of what type of conditions we're driving into and what the conditions are going to be in the area uh, where we're operating over the next, uh, like next week because it's going to be ugly. It is. What about, um, <clears throat> you talked about, you know, several different things there. Um, how about the batteries and making sure trucks are starting? Any advice there for our drivers on how to manage the batteries in these cold weather snacks? You know, the, the good thing is, is if we, uh, we set the optimized idle or the start stop on the trucks, it, it's going to monitor the battery voltage. Um, when, it, when it drops below, you know, 12.3 volts, the truck's going to start. Uh, that'll keep the batteries charged up. Uh, we do have a system on the truck called a low voltage disconnect. And if the truck happens to drop below 12 volts, it shuts off the, well, we'll just call them creature comforts in the truck, uh, the lights and things to preserve the battery to start. 
but but the big thing is is that uh, when it's this cold you know make sure you're using your optimized idle if you have an APU it'll monitor the batteries as well uh, if we if we keep juice flowing into them it'll keep them warm um, and that's really kind of in this point if once they get cold it's ugly yeah so what if we have someone that's uh, taking time off let's say they're taking time off and it's in uh, an area where we're experiencing this extreme cold and they're going to be off for a couple days what's your advice to that individual for when they come back out to make sure the truck starts there, there's a couple of things you could do uh, one of them is you could come up to your truck once a day start the truck let it idle for you know 20 30 minutes uh, if you have an APU set it on what's called battery monitor mode or no mode and it'll actually monitor the batteries and and start the truck um, you could set the optimized idle to where it's just monitoring the batteries as well um, those are a couple of different things uh, but really it, it, the, the the big thing is is if if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time probably the biggest key is if you have the master switch by the door shut it off so you don't have a parasitic draw on the truck that'll that'll keep the batteries protected and charged that's probably one of the single biggest things you can do if you're not going to be able to idle or run the truck all right well um, be safe out there uh, stay warm and uh, definitely uh, make sure you're prepared out there um, Yes, yeah, sir. well, and I, I was going to talk about a little bit about, uh, so a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we've got shops that are out there to really kind of help facilitate if you're having a problem getting getting our drivers into the shops. And Fremont, Nebraska, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, it's probably not very known to the fleet, uh, but we have a shop in Fremont, Nebraska there. Uh, it's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 for right now. We've got four technicians. Uh, we can get you in and get you out. We're going to grow that location. Um, but for being able to get just quick service work and things this is a another opportunity and you know as we're uh, we're getting ready to start expanding throughout the the country a couple things you know we've got kansas city that we're looking coming online here probably probably around march 1st um a terminal there so the opportunities to be able to get into a hirschbach terminal versus doing it out on the road is going to increase and some of the things we're going to do is we're going to we're going to start looking at our equipment more often i think that's probably the key in our maintenance is uh, really getting our hands on the equipment in order to do that, we've got to have some more base. Yeah, so we're <clears throat> we're ramping that up. Uh, I think you know our, our goal is to uh, along those lines. Uh, our goal and uh, a best in class practice in our industry is to uh, see the truck in your shop, uh, in your facility, uh, I should say, uh, every every thirty days, basically. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> that's uh, we're setting up the network, uh, both having the right locations and the right number of technicians in order to be able to make sure that we can at least get our eyes on the on the trucks uh, every 30 days. And any issues that you've got going on out there, that uh, we can make sure that those are getting addressed. And uh, of course, you're able to get in and get some of the supplies that Nick talked about. Uh, make sure you've got the anti-gel and grease and some things like that uh, <clears throat> for you to uh, get the supplies. <clears throat> um, deaf as well. I mean, uh, you yeah. get deaf at our facilities. Um, you know, in the future, we, we also envision um, having on-site fuel um, yeah. in our network in the future as well, along with, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, being able to wash the outside of the trucks and trailers at our facilities. So we've got a lot of moving parts and a lot of that you'll see coming online uh, you know uh, starting this all, all those sort of things I mentioned uh, we're working on and you'll see some of those things coming on at various locations as the year unfolds. Yep. Um, 
So the only other thing um, that I talked, I learned uh, from Sarah Hammond actually was the new protocol to actually be very proactive about reaching out to some of our drivers whom we know are in some high risk areas as far as um, road conditions out there. So um, very, very positive response from that. It might just take, you know, you guys are the captains of your own ships, but it, it does sometimes it, it's nice to know that somebody's watching out for you and just giving you permission to say, you know what, it looks it looks like it might be kind of dicey out there. What is that? What is that really looking like? That um, what are the conditions out there on the road? So um, it's nice to know that somebody's got your back as well. And um, it, I think we were very successful in in not having as many incidents. Yeah, we've uh, you know the the big storm that came through last week and and now this one that that's come through so far um, definitely have, have seen uh, as far as critical crashes um, you know we've had some folks that have slid uh, slid off the road a little bit uh, and, and not tipped over uh, fortunately uh, but as far as crashes go of interact you know interact hitting other vehicles and so forth uh, we've uh, yeah exactly uh, I, I, but uh, no the the proactive measures uh, both the, the great work that our drivers are doing and being safe out there uh, in conjunction with uh, what the safety team's doing in regards to reach, reaching out uh, definitely feels like it's uh, having a, a positive impact. So please, uh, again, everyone, um, you know, err on the side of, of, of safety and, and make sure that uh, you know that we've got your back and that, um, you know, your safety and those around you, as we've said, is, is far more important than our customers load getting there on time. Um, you know, our customers understand uh, as long as we communicate, if uh, weather conditions uh, prevent their load from getting there when, when it's scheduled. But we tell them uh, what's going on and we let them know when we can get it there and, and, and they're happy and, and we're all happy. You know, more importantly, the customers want to get their loads, period. Uh, you know, they prefer to get them on time, but they certainly understand when situations come up out there. Good. Yeah. Um, anything else? No. No, we're good. We're good. All right. Well, that'll that'll be a so wrap. I'll just do a little shout out for our our top customer, Smithfield. Go go Kansas City. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Gonna be a uh, well. Nick's also your chief fan. Too, I, right? I am. I, I you know I was born and raised in, in northern part of Kansas City for. A long time i moved to southern missouri so yeah it's yeah. kind of ingrained in me i, I never was a, a st louis guy yeah. other than for baseball <laughs> well it's it's been hard being a bear fan uh, that's for sure and uh it's yeah kansas city's a, a fun team it's a fun team to root for there are a lot of exciting players and so uh yeah if you have an opportunity to to catch the super bowl um i'm sure it'll be a be a great event and never count tom brady out though i've got a <laughs> Newfound respect for that guy. I tell you what, unbelievable what uh, what he's done down there. So, anyway, uh, take care, everyone. Be safe and, and safe we'll, travels. Thank we'll, you. We'll be back next Friday.